Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, yes. Welcome to Hello, the Untitled. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast and our review of NXT UK. It's another bumper edition of the show. We'll be reviewing the episode for the 17th and the 24th of February. My name's Troy, and as always, I'm joined by Jay. How are you, my dear? I'm okay. I'm surprised I'm as lively as I am right now, given the late night, didn't you? I, I ended up sitting up with the children, Aaron and Ryan. On babysitting duties. Watching GCW with them until seven in the morning, but we were all still drinking until seven in the morning. Jeez. Right. I, I I was only on like the top row grapplers though. To be fair, they're only two percent. So oh, that's okay. I, I I don't feel terrible. Mm. I mean, I'm quite tired, but I don't feel terrible. I mean, at time of recording, Aaron is currently on a bet with his partner as if he could uh, to see if he can stay awake until eight this eight. evening. He, he won't stay awake till eight. He won't. He's probably already crashed out now. He's been quiet <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. We yeah, are here. To do- we are here to talk about NXT UK, uh, as I say, bumper episode. So we'll go through the events from the 17th of February's episode. So it kicks off with a match between Sam Gradwell and Kenny Williams. Sam Gradwell Get comes out to the ring. <laughs> Williams comes out uh, on crutches and says that he's not medically cleared. However, Sid Scarlett comes up on the Tron, says that there are no medical records of Kenny having any kind of injury and that the match will take place. Um, Kenny Williams is, is dressed in his regular wear. He looks like he's having a tussle outside of local Yates's. Um, it just gets thrown about in his shirt and jeans. Uh, Gradwell's got all of the opening offense, absolutely launches Williams into the turnbuckle. Like sounded like he was going to go through the thing. Um, Williams rakes the eyes, gain advantage, uh, keeps the pressure on by attacking Gradwell's back. Gradwell then switches up the momentum, uh, hits a big strike on the apron and a great looking butterfly suplex in the ring. And then he earns a two count off uh, an SDF. Williams then sends Gradwell onto the ropes, yanks him down by his arm, goes through a roll-up attempt, but Gradwell, with a reversal, seemingly from out of nowhere, gets a deep cover and picks up the win. We then get a post-match beatdown on Gradwell um, from Williams with the crutch that he brought in. Uh, and then he goes under the ring, gets the toolbox, pulls out a pair of scissors and snips off his mohawk. I mean, you call it a mohawk. It's like a little dollop of fucking hair on the front. Of There's not a lot of hair on there, is there? But it's, no. this was this was all right, I guess. Uh, it feels like there's a, a well. We said this a few weeks ago, kind of in terms of a character term for kind of Sam Gradwell, and a bit more of a serious kind of outlook on things. Um, and we get, a, I think, a vignette from this week's 24 February episode, which we'll discuss a little later on. Um, but yeah, this this wasn't too bad a match. Decent opener, short and sweet. Uh, and Gradwell continues to look pretty strong. I did feel the finish came a little bit out of nowhere. It wasn't really a kind of definitive finish. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was, was fine. It was, it was okay. Served its purpose. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Kenny we then... Say again. Kenny Cockroach is going to get murdered by Gradwell. <laughs> Good point. 
We then get uh, Gallus in the dressing room watching back uh, last week's or previous weeks before that um, episode of the Supernova Sessions. Uh, Wolfgang's in there as well with them, trying to get ready for his match uh, and is not impressed with them sat there laughing, taking a piss while he's trying to get ready. That was pretty much that. A kind of nothing segment, really. Uh, then we get a Zaya Brookside interview, um, just basically building into their match. Uh, Asha, she sees herself as a positive role model like a male, and then she goes off on one in a, a usual spoiled brat mentality. I'm just really fucking tired of that. Like, I had it going through the speakers, not through the headphones earlier. And my partner was like, is that that girl again? That really annoying, spoiled brat one. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's like she's not from Liverpool. She's just terrible. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, also not from Liverpool, from Leicester. Her dad's from Liverpool. Mm. Next up, there's a Massive and Stars uh, little video package uh, with Massive's challenge. So we've got like him getting Stars to do squats uh, for like two hours or something and he ends up and he's a puddle of his own sweat makes him eat a whole sleeve of dry wheat a bix and then the final challenge is for him to streak through the performance center but jack stars is not having any of it no shit <laughs> do it for the content um we then see gradwell backstage fuming in a bit of a rage trying to find kenny um and that was it really and then we come into the second match of the show uh, Angel Hayes versus Amelia McKenzie. Uh, Mackenzie controls it. Tag partner? Who is sorry? Angel Hayes. I'm nice. Where's he have those tag partner? One of the live birds. Mackenzie controls early on with a headlock. Paul Hayes gets uh, rolls through rather for an early pin attempt. Uh, gets a two count. Hayes tries to control the pace of the match. Mackenzie overpowers at every opportunity. Uh, commentary then start to talk about Mackenzie kind of plateauing a little bit in her like NXT career and trying to break through to that top tier. And it was a little bit of a discussion that I thought we could have um, around that because it, it does feel like there has been a general kind of like Mako's gone away. They've kind of distanced themselves a little bit from that storyline of kind of mentor and, and apprentice or whatever. Um and it's just, I don't really know where she well, is, like where she's positioned at the moment on the card. They still kind of spoke about her and Mako's relationship. So obviously, like, they're planning on revisiting it. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, she ends up being becoming the challenges for Mako once Mako's done with the other shit she's dealing with. Hmm. Um, more on that later. Um, but yeah, I, I think. It, it definitely feels like the long game in this is to get Mako versus Melee. Mm. It's just getting there. And it, as you say, like they've kind of like distanced themselves. It's almost like they've kind of they've got themselves in a bit of a tricky position of how to like kind of get around it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, back to the match. Mackenzie looks at, sorry, locks rather uh, a deep chin lock in. Uh, which Hayes eventually manages to fight a way out of and then continues to pile on the pressure. Scores a two count off a flying forearm. Uh, Mackenzie then immediately responds with a swinging neckbreaker and a belly to back suplex for a two count. Hayes then connects with a super kick a few moments later for a two count. And then into the finish of the match, Hayes gets caught coming off the ropes going for a Casadora, uh, sorry, Casadora uh, attempt. And Mackenzie then just drops a face first, basically, to pick up the win. Um, not a bad match again, like just keeps Amelia kind of on 
as I say, a win streak, but kind of keeps her kind of relevant. Uh, nice to see a new face on there in Angel Hayes, as you mentioned. Uh, Lizzie Everett's tag partner. But, yeah, I'm I'm still not really too sure what they're doing, like, women's division-wise in NXT UK. Like, it, it, feels, it feels a bit stop-start. It feels to me like the plan was for Blair Davenport to take the belt off Mako. Do you reckon? When, when she got hurt, because... They, they felt very kind of like unsure about what they were doing for a few weeks. Mm. Obviously, you've got a lot of like injuries within the women's division, like Aoife Valkyrie, um, Blair Danport, two massive names that they've mm. kind of like, they've tried to build up. It looks like Ginny's not there anymore. Maybe yeah. she's, obviously, Walter's a partner. Um, Danny Luna's not there. Danny Luna's also injured. Um, but yeah, what Walter's a, um, in America maybe she's gone over with them and she's going to debut on NXT proper imminently mm-hmm. um, but yeah it, it felt this episode because there was two women's matches and it felt like they were trying to kind of they were trying to establish the two women who won their matches as kind of like next contenders or... yeah and obviously the, the pushing of Mel and Zaya Brookside quite heavily too mm. you've got a friend of the podcast Nina Samuels there as well yeah um, so yeah, just just I, I think it it feels almost it reminds me a bit of um, at the start of the pandemic when AEW had to kind of rebuild their whole women's division. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a little bit of that. Like it feels like they've lost like two or three really big names. Yeah, yeah. That they've put a lot of work in establish, establishing, and now it's like, oh shit, okay, right, we need to like build these people up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it might take a couple of months. At which point, some of these, some of these bigger like name women's are going to be back. But same time, I think it, it's beneficial to the whole division if they can establish more stars from this. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, moving on, we get an Andy Shepard interview with Nathan Fraser. They discuss uh, his victory against Tayman last week. Uh, just, his a against... Pardon? just a pair of dads. Just a pair of dads. Um, his match against uh, Gunther. And he then calls out Ilya Dragunov for an NXT UK title match. Which mm. I don't think he deserves yet. We've well, been saying this for weeks where it feels like... We'll get- We'll they get haven't... to it when we get to the Ilya promo. Okay, all right, fair enough. We'll there's touch on that some, later. Then. There's some points that Ilya makes, which I think you're about to make. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's one of them. Like, I think beating Tayman's like quite a big scalp, isn't it? But uh, yeah. yeah, and no, like again, can we go back to something that we'd been saying for a while. They haven't made the eye or Tayman in particular feel like a big deal. Like, and when when they should have done, they've mm. had them messing around with Gallus, and they had him mm. Tayman losing the Heritage Cup. And like, they don't look as dangerous as I think they're trying to portray them as. So while she says beaten Tayman, yeah. Tayman hasn't been built for me in the a only... way that it would come across as a good scout for Fraser. Mm. Although. The person that beat Tayman in the Heritage Cup was also Nathan Fraser. That's true. That's so he's true. the only person to actually beat Tayman in singles competition in NXT UK. Yeah. 
okay. Fair point. Fair so, point. By, by that logic, it, it is yeah, a big Yeah, that's fair point. Okay, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, um, however, I said, well, as I say, we can probably discuss it a little later once we've we go through kind of Dragonos promo and we can dissect that a little bit more. Um, who, who would you face earlier then instead of Rose? Because uh... it seems everybody else is already busy. Yeah, I guess so. Like Noam Daz, the Heritage Cup champion, he's not going to face him. Akid? Joe. Akid's already faced him recently. Mm. Ilya's first defence was Akid. No, second defence was Akid. Yeah. Um, Tyler Bate and Trent are busy. That's the thing. Anyone that you could feasibly think, oh, that'd be good. Like, they're already yeah. involved in something. So, yeah, I, again, I suppose Nathan, it makes sense. I just Nathan think... Fraser versus Ilya is going to be a banger, isn't it? I don't know. I've got no I've got no doubt that it'll be a good match, a great match. Yeah. But, again, we have said for ages, they're not giving us any real reason to invest in Nathan Fraser. It feels mm. very stop-start. And so whilst yeah, he beat Terman and he had a match against Gunther, Walter, whatever, a few weeks back. Well, like, <laughs> what, what else of note has he done? Um, to just throw his hat in sort of straight away. Like, <coughs> Devlin well, looked dangerous for like weeks and weeks where they built him up to that match. This is this him just going, oh, well, I'll have a match because you've kind of faced everyone else. This feels like a stopgap match, really. Um, yeah. I, I think that the thing the thing is is that like the the point Ilya made was well you you've not done anything to to warrant this I'll accept your challenge because you've like you've had the, brave enough you've had the gumption to actually like challenge me yeah but at the same time um you like he was like I I won a battle royal and then I still couldn't get the job done when I've got mm. the title match. yeah yeah what have you won exactly. so yeah Ilya's saying what we're all thinking anyway. I think it might be by design mm. to a degree. Um, Ilya's just going to humble him, isn't he? Oh, Ilya's going to fucking murder him. <laughs> and then Fraser's going to probably come back like after like taking some time away from the title scene. Yeah. He's probably going to come back around to Ilya being a much more like well-rounded and established talent. Mm-hmm. In For theory. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the point, the good, it is a good point, though. Who else does it, like, the, the logical thing would be to bring in an outside talent. Mm. Like Kara. Yeah, man. But progress is doing that, Andy. I know. <laughs> what if he loses it on the progress show? It's not a title match, is it? It's just a match. It's just, it's for the progress title. It's not for Ilya's belt. Uh, what if Ilya beats him? And he brings the pro- brings, brings progress title to NXT UK. Karen well, Noir follows him and goes and want the title back, and then they have that match. The thing is, is that um, progress still is on the, the network. Yeah. So there's nothing stopping them from going. Oh yeah, well, we've got this progress down here. Let's. Like they've they've got they've got talent from the UK and the scene for like enhancement stuff, like Angel Hayes and um, Miley Grace and yeah. even Dan Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not like completely out the realm of possibility to like do something like that. I, I don't know why the it's weird and it like obviously they've kind of with the indie scene, they've kind of like seen people and gone, all right, we'll sign them up mm. 
a la a Rampage, uh, Nathan Fraser, A-Kid. It's weird that they've like, they aren't really acquiring anybody to add to the roster at the moment. Which is weird just, when, like you say, like there's that, I think that the working relationship I, with... I definitely think they're winding it down. Hmm. Give, the more given, the more you say it, the more I feel like they are. Pardon? Give the British wrestling back to the British people. <laughs> yeah, the, the more you say that kind of week in, week out, the more it does feel like that. Because it, it kind of makes you, it, it baffles me. And when I think you've got these like little working relationships of various promotions around the UK, why aren't you playing on that more? Like and pulling people in here and there, like. And also with with progress using a lot more kind of like non-WWE outside talents. Like obviously they have Gresham, they've had Swerve, they yeah. had their go-go. Hmm. It, it, it feels, it feels a lot more like they're kind of, they're like, almost, almost as if we'll, we'll have to ask him, Liam Martin when we do the interview with them, hmm. just to pull the curtain back. <laughs> <laughs> whether this is the plan, but it almost feels like they're trying to do for with progress what Tony Khan's been doing with AEW with like working with all these outside promotions and going, oh yeah, you never know who's going to show up. You never know what from which promotion people are going to show up from. Yeah. And it add, it does add like a, a layer of like intrigue to it, doesn't it? Mm. So it absolutely so while like and to a degree, progress have got it even better than that because they've got the fucking working relationship with WWE. Yeah, exactly. They, they've, they've just had like the NXT UK champion just show up. Yeah. Surprise, motherfucker, everybody. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I, I, that's what I'd do. I'd have, I'd have people like, people that we know are like kind of big-ish names. Like, they could have someone just debut, attack earlier, and then do what they do with Mako and show like footage from like, the indies yeah yeah exactly but yeah we'll see what happens i mean i'm i'm not as i say i'm not upset that nathan praise is having a match with the year i think it's gonna be a banger but mm-hmm. it feel like to start to just pluck names out of a hat yeah move on anyway back to the actual show uh we get a defamiliar vignette um again really nicely shot like all of their vignettes uh, they're in like a sort of penthouse that overlooks London. And Tayman says he's not ashamed of losing his match last week um, to Nathan Frazier. Uh, he says he made a promise to look after the family. Raja reaffirms that he's done that. He's looked after them. And Tayman says he's not a loser and he'll never be a loser as long as the family wins. And Dempsey stood next to the window, turns around and says, maybe the eye saw all of this and maybe the loss was something that was supposed to bring the family back, like sort of closer together. And Taylor makes a new promise and says that no one will stop them. Really cool. I enjoyed this. I always like their their little do, video packages. Yeah, they, they always look like kind of like like gritty teeth British like mm. active shows. Like it, it always reminds me of like Luther the way it shot. It's just about to say it reminds me of Luther. Yeah. Just yeah, waiting for cool. in a fucking scruffy coat to come in and start yelling at people. <laughs> Dead matter of factly yelling at people. <laughs> <laughs> we then get our second uh, women's match of the evening. Uh, Myla Grace versus Stevie Turner. She's from the fourth dimension. Remember, Jay? I, I was, I was just, just about. We're, to point. we're all living in the third, but she's 
It's in the future, it's in the fourth dimension. She said that Myla Grace is in the second dimension, but Stevie yeah. Terry, she's, yeah. she's from the fourth dimension. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to get um, there before you did, you prick. Don't, don't worry about it, mate. I already know. <laughs> I have to tell you every fucking week. You forget. Um, when I was watching this, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, right, Jay's going to bring this up, isn't he? I'm going to get in there before he does. <laughs> yeah, fourth, di- fourth dimensional being. Brilliant. Turner. Cool. Hi. Thanks. She's been playing Cyberpunk 2077. She looks like an NPC from that game. Welcome back, Grace. On to the match. Uh, Grace controls uh, a little bit of the early going and gets an early pinfall attempt until Turner switches the momentum uh, with a Fez press and a big boot against the ropes for a two count. Turner continues to build a momentum, uh, locks in a rear chin lock, and she then hits a, a running knee and then goes back to that chin lock. Grace, however, manages to break out, starts building a bit more of her own momentum uh, with some forearms in the corner and a couple of clotheslines. She then hits her tiger faint kick in the corner, which seems to be a kind of go-to move. It's quite cool. And then immediately follows up with a really nice-looking Tornado DDT for another close two. That <clears throat> Excuse me. And then into the final run of the match, uh, Turner catches Grace with a big boot off the ropes, hits a side effect in the centre of the ring to pick up the victory. Shitty looking side effect, though. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> why did she stop doing that like um that, like STO off the ropes she was doing that was awesome and it really that vicious. looks fucking horrible even the yeah. big boot she did against the ropes it looked like it was setting it up yeah um yeah I'm not too sure I, why I really, I really like Stevie saying though she's like it feels not that she not that she was bad when she started but it feels like recently she's come on like leaps and bounds yeah as far as like yes her actual like in ring work and yeah obviously being from the fourth dimension, it's hard to adjust to the third dimension. But I fucking um, hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, but yeah, like it, it, like that side effect look. Like the only person who can make a side effect look good is Matt Hardy. Yeah, because he fucking flings himself with the person. <laughs> it looks like he's taking the move just as much as he is giving it. Yeah, whereas like she did it and like stopped dead, and then he did it like almost like slow motion. Like, oh. mm. But to go back to using your old finish, the old finish looked devastating. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice, it makes me feel like they've got like more plans for Myla Grace, is that Andy Shepard was talking a lot about the fact that Myla Grace was a hip hop dancer. If you yeah, know. I noticed that. Um, like she did the fucking tiger thing kick, and he was like, Oh, that's one of the dance moves, isn't it? It's like, Is it Andy? <laughs> is, it, is it? Is it? Like it. I don't know if it's like them going more into like NXT 2.0 territory where everyone's going to have a everyone's gimmick. Got a gimmick. Everyone's got a job. It's like the fucking 1995. She's going to come out of like fucking diversity, isn't she? And just be break dancing down to the ring. Stevie Taylor's going to just come out wrapped in foil on me. <laughs> <laughs> to show that she's futuristic. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of circuit board glue to the side. <laughs> it, it, does, it does feel like... Um, that they're trying to do the whole like 1995 WWE F thing that uh, thingy NXT 2.0 the new generation that they would mm. where everyone's got to have a gimmick or a job mm. an like, occupation you can't just have um that's a good wrestler which is fine that works sometimes like yeah. I don't know I just I don't know 
I'm, I'm, uh, I'm worrying that it's gonna we're just gonna get like get there one day and fucking Dave Benson Phillips and Neil Buchanan are just stood there <laughs> grinning like idiots. I'm Pat Sharp. I'm Pat Sharp, yeah. <laughs> um, this wasn't too bad a match, uh, as you say. That no. feels like Stevie Turner's come on quite a bit in recent weeks or even months. Um, and Myla Gray seems to be getting a lot more airtime from week to week. I want to say this is maybe like a fourth, fifth match in the last couple of months, like yeah, pretty frequent. Yeah, but yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, we then get a quick video package. Shiskala will be inviting Mako to receive a special gift on uh, the following week's episode, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, we then get a really, really nice like interview kind of promo package for Mustache Mountain against Smith and Carter for their upcoming tag team match. Um, this was really, really cool. One thing I picked on, which was quite clever, was Smith and Carter. Well, Smith in particular was saying about how Trent was always mentioning that they'd never lose, like they like he he wasn't prepared to lose rather than he was going to win. He seems more focused on losing it than winning. I thought that was quite cool. Um, but yeah, th- this was just a really well shot package. Various highlights of, of different matches. Yeah, the more I see of Aston Smith, the more I think he's going to like be like a... Br- well, he's got the... I'd, I'd say he's got to be because you can never guarantee that with WWE, but he, he's got the potential to be like a breakout star. Mm. Like, yeah. even, even like when he cut that promo, like the intensity and like almost like realism of the promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. It's good, man. Big, big fan. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that match uh, very shortly. Um, but we'll go into the last match of uh, the show um, from the twenty. Uh, sorry, from the seventeenth of February, and that is Jordan Devlin against Wolfgang. Uh, I think Devlin have some new ring gear, like black shorts. He didn't usually have black shorts. It looked yeah. cool. I'm, well, like, I'm sure it was different. Um, yeah, match itself. Uh, Devlin uses his speed to evade Wolfgang early on. Uh, Andy Shepard, fan of the podcast, confirmed by comparing Jordan Devlin to Patrick Bateman. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. Yeah, he uh, he manages to evade Wolfgang early on. Um, eventually, he's taken down uh, by the size and strength advantage. Devlin tries to get a foothold in the match using his quickness again, but Wolfgang just drops him with a shoulder. He lures Wolfgang to the outside, uses the apron to his advantage, but Wolfgang immediately drops Devlin with a right uh, and dumps him on the apron, uh, not on the apron, on the barricade rather, ribs first. Uh, Devlin goes for a springboard cutter on the way back in. He's caught uh, and Wolfgang turns that round into a stalling vertical suplex. Pretty impressive. Devlin then skins the cat, sends Wolfgang to the barricade, uh, outside to the barricade. Uh, goes for a standing moonsault again, but he's caught. Uh, sorry, goes for a standing moonsault, but again, he's caught. Um, however, he manages to drive Wolfgang into the post. And then that kind of starts Devlin's control of the match and controlling Wolfgang, targeting the injured arm as a result of hitting the post. Uh, Wolfgang attempts uh, a gorilla press, but his arms give way. He immediately follows up with a moonsault. Devlin gets his knees up. Uh, Devlin rolls through into an armbar and Wolfgang manages to make it to the ropes. He then hits an impressive corkscrew dive from the ring into the apron. Wolfgang catches Devlin's leg, catapults him uh to the outside of the ring and then he starts to build a bit more of a comeback hits a big bat body drop uh, single arm uh, single axe handle 
off the top and then a sliding back sent on for a two. He then goes for a big spear and Devlin leaps out of the way and evades that uh, and smashes him with a big headbutt. He then hits a springboard cutter, which he went for earlier in the match and got a two off that pin attempt. He then starts throwing hands and drops Wolfgang with a massive right. Um, Wolfgang gets down, like falls down to his knees. Um, there's then uh, back and forth off the ropes with Devlin as he starts to build up speed and then Wolfgang eventually hits a massive spear, but his arm's too injured to take advantage afterwards. Um, he then goes to the top. Devlin leaps up, meets him immediately and hits a really good Spanish fly for a two count and then immediately goes back up to the top rope um, and hits a 450 splash to pick up the win. I thought this is uh, a fairly decent match. I always forget how kind of agile and how, how much Wolfgang can go given his size. Yeah, he, um, he's deceptively quick, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. Um, yeah, considering this is a match I wasn't really that asked about. Um, it surprised me. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, where does Jordan Devlin go from here? Because he, he lost the match against Dragunov, didn't he? And I feel like they're probably going to like rewind it back and give Amelia again at some point. Yeah. They, they like to do that, don't they? They'll, they'll have like a big marquee match, which I felt like that was it. Mm. And then they'll go back to it at a later date. Yeah. Um, like they've done it with, obviously, Mako with Kaylee Ray and uh, Blair and both. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a pretty deadly in Mustache Mountain. I get the impression based on what happened in the finish, we're probably going to have the same with Mustache Mountain and Smith and Carter, but we'll get to that shortly. Yeah, I I reckon because Ilya literally, like out of all the people he's wrestled, Devlin was the one where he literally got out by like the skin of his teeth. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if that like if if that like was why where they were going like Devlin kind of go you you barely beat me. And you had to like dig, dig really deep to like beat me. Um, and then they have another match. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were talking about people like, you know, possibly revisiting Devlin and Dragunov. And we were also talking earlier about contenders to uh, Dragunov's championship. What's going on with Rampage Brown? Because he seems to have been off TV for a good few months now. And I don't remember what his injury was. Like I was there in. In the, the BT Sports studio. He got what, sorry? KO'd. Was it a concussion? It was, he got knocked out, so it sounds like it was a concussion. Right. Um, I mean, it might even be a case of that he, like, maybe his contract's up. That's what I thought. And he's... Cause like, but then he's not shown up anywhere either, unlike the Indies. No. Like, I don't it, know. Like you look at like Joseph Connors, for example, as soon as his contract was up, he was taking bookings all over. Oh, he was place. straight out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um damn, it's because they haven't even mentioned them, have they? But then maybe Not it's just so he nothing can come back and like do a murder on Ilya. Hmm. Um I, I mean, yeah, I hope hope he's okay. Yeah. Because it was it was a nasty like blow that he took from Ilya mm. when he got but yeah, he, yeah. he hit like the temple, didn't he? With like his foot. Yeah. yeah. It was a shin. Yeah, you know, it was it was from a kick to the temple and it looked fucking nasty. Mm-hmm. Um 
and obviously he got his bell rung. But that's the thing with head injuries as well. You can't be too careful, but also it can, it, it's like a case-by-case case thing. Some people can be out for like two weeks and be fine after two weeks. And so, like, look at him. Was it Sasha Banks or Alexa Bliss? It was Alexa Bliss. Oh, yeah. Was out for like legit like six months with mm. one. So it was EC3. Yeah. Now look at him, he's a fucking fucking make America great again lunatic with his own promotion. <laughs> um, hiring all the cancelled people. Um so yeah, it may maybe it's maybe it's just that Rampage just got like got his bell rung and he they as a precaution, keeping him off TV while he to make sure he like he's fit. Um and I know like obviously like with concussion, they've got like all the impact testing and stuff like that they've got to do and that yeah as I say it's something one thing I'll give I'll always give uh, WWE credit for in that sense is they're so stringent with it like look at uh, look at Brian Danielson yeah he made them retire because of his concussions mm-hmm. and it was only that like he managed he, he got himself cleared that yeah. like their doctor wouldn't have cleared them it was only that he got himself cleared by like two other fucking medical professionals to then wow. go back and go, well, look, they've said I'm all right. Let me wrestle, doctor, yeah. And then their doctor went back and went, all right, yeah, you are. But yeah, as I say, they're, they're strict almost almost to a fault, but it's mm. obviously a good way. You can never be too careful of head injuries, as you say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ho- hopefully back, back fucking headbutting everybody like he was destined. <laughs> Stupid sexy Shibata. Hopefully we get Rampage back soon. Um so yeah, still plenty of matches. I'd love to see him in. But even yeah. even if he is injured though, like he's he's a great talker, he's a great presence. Like yeah. obviously, um he trained Ashton Smith, like as a manager and mentor for them. I know mm. WWE doing like managers but like Adam is like a corner man for them mentoring them like they're doing with like Master and Stars and Shar and Dar. Yeah. Like you, you could quite quite easily even Eddie Dennis and Symbiosis like mm-hmm. you, you could quite easily put Rampage in that position where he's like right you, especially given what happened with them with the match where he's like right you need to get tougher now like that yeah. I'm going to make sure you're tougher. Yeah yeah. Yeah, good shout. Um, yeah, that yeah, wraps up yeah, the episode from seventeenth of February. Um, what were your highs and lows? Um, no, I've already forgotten what happened on this show. Um, <laughs> probably. I thought it was a largely like forgettable episode, wasn't it? It was, which is. It's a rarity with NXT UK, honestly. Yeah. Like, there's I'd usually say, something that really stands out. Yeah, I'd say my my high, and it's only because I enjoyed the match. Like, it wasn't. I wouldn't normally have given this a high by any stretch because it wasn't like outstanding. It was probably Stevie Turner and Miley Grace. Okay, it was a pretty fun match. Um, Wolfgang and Devlin was good. It was just at times it didn't really hit for me. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if it's just like down to the fact that I'm bored of Gallus and I feel I feel like 
this kind of match is like almost beneath Devlin. Like it's it's just him spinning his wheels. Yeah. As opposed to anything meaningful off the back of it. Yeah, it, it's it, it's one of them. Like we were talking about, um, obviously, how they should have kept the Cruiserweight Championship on NXT mm. UK, especially given now that they've got rid of it on NXT 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it kind of it, it kind of shows because Jordan Devlin, at least when he was like the Cruiserweight Champion, had something meaningful to sink his teeth into, and he had he could mm. have like entertaining matches with all kinds of people. And that's a really easy way to bring people into NXT UK because stuff like the Heritage Cup match, like, so we often see like a lot of people like you, you Danny Jones and Myla Grace and Angel Hayes, people like that coming in on not necessarily a permanent basis, but, you know, they'll jump in here and there for matches. And NXT UK is kind of mid-card, if you like, or not mid-card, but they're, they're, their secondary title, certainly in the men's division, is the Heritage Cup. If you're bringing in people from outside on these little kind of one-off matches, you don't drop them in a Heritage Cup match as a way to introduce them. Whereas having something like the Cruiserweight title could be an easier way to introduce people like that because typically they're smaller than than the regular kind of like big Hoss guys that you'd get, certainly Mm. in America, like in, in NXT in the States. So I think that could be a really, or could have been a really cool way to bring in some of these people. It's funny you said that about the smaller than the big Hoss guys, because that interview that me and Big Tasty did with Shreddy, which will be going out at time recording on Thursday, um, we actually spoke about about that, that there's not like that many big guys on the UK scene. Mm. But when you do get like a Hoss fight in the UK, it feels like more of a bigger deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, Shreddy, someone I'd love to see in NXT UK. Yeah, man. He'd be, he'd be a fucking great guy to come in and just challenge Ilya off the bat. <laughs> have, him, have him go full fucking Scott Steiner on Ilya. <laughs> Rampage trained him, so I have Rampage as his manager. Nice. As Shreddy's nice. just like shouting that he's the Jack Stack Daddy. <laughs> oh, like guy, love Shreddy. Um, Going back to your, your highs and lows, what was your low then? Uh, my low was basically what I said. It was a largely forgettable episode of NXT UK, which we don't get often. Mm. Um, actually, you know, I'm changing my height. I just realised we had the the fam- um vignette, which was banging. Um, it was. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was just largely forgettable. Like there was, there was a lot of stuff that just kind of happened for reasons. Like there was no real. It didn't really progress a storyline. It didn't really. It wasn't really there to elevate anyone. It was just there. Yeah, I agree. Largely forgettable. Um, <clears throat> I agree pretty much with everything you said. Actually, um, my high goes to the Defamilia vignette. Always really well shot. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. My low is just Nathan Fraser calling that dragon off. Just like why. As I say, I don't doubt it's going to be a good match. I'm looking forward to it, but I've been given no reason to invest in Nathan Frazier for months. So I think, yeah, I think if we were still doing these weekly as opposed to like fortnightly, I'd be inclined to agree with you. However, because because they kind of like answered that question on the Mm. follow up, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I didn't choose that. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, 
Before we move on to this week's episode of NXU UK from the 24th of February, I've got a couple of tidbits. Uh, a few birthdays. On a the, there is, there is. On the 27th of February, uh, Everett Connors, uh, Shah Samuels, Lance East. Archer, East. Um, and there's a few others that I'm not too familiar with, whereas you may well be. Um, the the only one that you've not said there is is Kento Miyahara, who's from All Japan, who's a fucking banger. Okay, cool. It's like All um, Japan version of a card. Nice. Few pay per views uh, or premium live events, if you prefer. Uh, 2015 PWG oh. presents From Out of Nowhere. Biff Busick defeated Mike oh, Bailey. Choose the show. <laughs> Cedric Alexander defeated Tommaso Ciampa. Chuck Taylor and Trent defeated Alex Reynolds and John Silver. ACH defeated AR Fox. Chris Hero defeated Drew Gulak. Ricochet defeated Ricochet defeated Matt Seidel. That would have been fucking fun. Um, Young Bucks defeated Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. A fucking and- north. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go hunt that down. And for the PWG title, Roderick Strong defeated Trevor Lee to retain. Trevor Lee being cameras. That's basically like an, an episode of AEW slash um, NXT, isn't it? Yeah. It's like an AEW NXT it's... supercard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be great. We'll go to 2009. Ring of Honor presents Eliminating the Competition. Uh, a couple of dark matches. Alex Payne and Andy Ridge defeated Antonio Thomas and Prince Jalil Salam. Grizzly Redwood defeated Ernie Osiris. And in the opening match, Bobby Fish defeated Papa Don. Kenny King and Rhett Titus defeated Bobby Dempsey and Eric Stevens. Brent Albright defeated Cassio Casignoli. Oh, sorry, Claudio Casignoli. Uh, Jay, Brisco- <laughs> Jay Briscoe and Kevin Steen defeated Chris Hero and Eddie Edwards. Brian Danielson defeated Delirious. Austin Aries defeated Sammy Callahan. Necro Butcher defeated Brody Lee in an Anything Goes match. And in the main event, for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight title in a four-way elimination match, Nigel McGuinness defeated and successfully retained the Ring of Honor World title against Jerry Lynn, Jimmy Jacobs, and Tyler Black. The zombie princess himself. And finally, from 2000, WWF presents No Way Out. For the Intercontinental title, Kurt Angle defeated Chris Jericho to become the new Intercontinental top, uh, champion. Uh, Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley defeated Mr. Ass and Road Dog to become the new WWF tag team champions. Mark Viscera, Mark Viscera, Mark Henry defeated Viscera. Um, Edge and Christian defeated the Hardy Boys. Taz defeated Big Boss Man by disqualification. X Pac defeated Kane in a no holds barred match. Grandmaster Sexy, Rikishi, and Scotty Too Hottie defeated Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, and Perry Saturn. The Big Show defeated The Rock. And for the WWF World Heavyweight title in a Hell in a Cell match, Triple H defeated Cactus Jack to retain. What a great match that is. Yes, it was. That's, that's feel, all the tidbits. I feel like looking at that card that it's largely forgettable, but I remember loving that show when I watched it back. The Hell in the Cell match, I remember standing. The Hell in the Cell is amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, like, the undercard, I remember, like, enjoying the whole show. Mm. Even though, like, looking at that, it looks like a bit shit. Yeah. yeah. Although, in hindsight, 
having Taz get DQ'd on Monday after he fucking, or winning by DQ on Monday after he fucking debuted, Jesus Christ. Uh, that is all Ten the four. tidbits. <laughs> we'll just do the 27th. So, should we move on to this week's episode of NXT UK? Yeah, let's. So, um, <clears throat> it opens up with Amel versus Zaya Brookside. Obviously, Amel got called out by Zaya last week because Amel's a role model and Zaya's a blade. Um, yeah, uh, the match itself, even like even the even the character work of Zaya is like really just. I know it's meant to be annoying, but it's just really yeah. But it's not convincing though. No, it's not. It's not at she all. Doesn't, she doesn't seem convinced, so neither am I. No, exactly. Um, so yeah, Amel out wrestles Zaya largely for most of the match. Um, out, like at the start, Zaya's throwing a tantrum to the point where the ref gets involved. Um, Zaya manages to take control of the big boot, get some stiff strikes on Amel. Um, she mocks Amel as she's got like a like hold on her, and Amel ends up like powering out, hitting like an FU type move. Uh, fires up, hits the pump kick, face wash, and a hope breaker to win. Um, I thought Amel looked great. Like, really strong. Brilliant. I, really, really I good. Like Amel, she's so good. Um, she's someone I think could be like a dark horse to take the belt off makeup. Mm. As I say, I, I feel like Blair Davenport was meant to be the heir apparent to that. Yeah. She got hit in that match. Um, no time for, frame on that. I feel like Aoife Valkyrie was also meant to have been in that kind of like conversation. Yeah. And that's why they're like they're building up a Mel. Um she's tremendous. She's really good. Mm. Um grabbing the bull by the horn, so to speak, and just kind of just powering away through the division. And again, I feel as we said, like it feels like they're really trying to rebuild the women's division because of injuries. And I feel like a Mel's someone that they should have already had in that role. Yeah. Agreed. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be having to build a mellow because she should already be in that role, mm-hmm. uh, in my Absolutely. opinion. Um, but yeah, she looked. She looked excellent in this. Mm. Um, Zaya's character is just not doing it for me at all. No, not a fan. Um, we then get uh, Noam Dar and Shar Samuels and Gallus in Sid Scala's office. Uh, Shar and Dar saying they want. Um, they want. Gallus to get suspended indefinitely. Um, and then Scala basically says, No, nah, that's not going to happen. Um, Joe Coffey versus Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup, which Noam Dar made a really good point. He's like, He's never even wrestled the Heritage Cup, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, why could he get one now? Mm. I, I agree because um, tr- stop trying to make Gallus a thing, stop trying to make Gallus a thing. The fucking fetch of NXT UK. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, then he um then because the protest and he also makes Mark Coffee versus Shah Samuels, which will happen next week. Hoss, uh, hoss, hoss. I hope Shah murders him. <laughs> <laughs> I get the impression that they're probably gonna have did I say, I say Mark Andrews, not Mark Coffee. Um Whoa. that's the point. We're talking about people that are out and injured, the whole of I, subculture out injured. Yeah. I'd love to see. Flash Morgan Webster go on a singles tear-up. I would. He he had like a little... Well, he had them in the tournament, one of the tournaments, didn't he? Mm. Heritage Cup uh, tournament, wasn't it? It was, but I'm, I meant the NXT UK title tournament. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, on the Gibson one, they had Flash in as well. The second um, one. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, he did. He did some stuff in PWG, and it was fucking awesome. Like that was where I first like. Funnily enough, even though he's even though he's British, that was the first time I saw him was in PWG. PWG. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck's this guy? And I found out he's Welsh. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> um, nah, he's excellent. Flash, a really big fan of him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, I, I hope Shah beats Mark Coffee. That was the point I was making because <laughs> I'm just bored of Gallus. The so shit. She's <laughs> got that fucking Gallus thing all over. Um, and then we get pretty deadly doing TikTok stuff. Uh, Mastiff's furious that the, these damn kids are using TikTok. Um, Angry dad on on his holiday in Benidorm. He, <laughs> yeah, he gets uh, Jack Stars to cut up their shirts. They they go to. He put them on, they go to fight him, um, and Mastiff runs them off. Um, and they go to Sid Scala's office and get the match made. Um, Sid! Like so sni- ne- snivelling little brats. So next week we're also going to get Pretty Deadly versus Pretty Deadly. Um, <laughs> pretty Deadly! <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we go to Rohan Raja versus friend of the podcast Danny Jones Good big Danny, Danny Jones but it, they, they gave him a lot of offence in this match didn't they it did it did made them look like a fucking bigger deal than bloody Rohan mm. <laughs> so yeah Danny uh, controls Raja very early on um, he seems to have an answer for everything Raja like tries to do um, and Raja goes on the outside to like kind of regroup with uh, the Familia manages to pull uh, Jones off the apron and then throws him into the apron Um he just toys with Jones in the ring. Jones, it's a gorgeous looking Rick Cord and Zagiri. Um and a lovely um overhead belly to belly as well. And then pretty much out of nowhere, Raja hits pay there to win. Um Yeah. This was fine. It was fine. It was it's good to see uh, Danny Jones. Like yeah. That, they, they, they served a bigger purpose though, didn't they? So after the match, yeah. Uh, yeah. De Familia beat down Jones, then Dempsey looks hesitant to do it at first. Why are they already, or are they, well, they are. Why are they already showing shades of grey for Dempsey turning? It seems I, way I, too early. I, I don't think, I don't think they are. I think they're building it into something else. Okay. Do tell. I'll get to it in a bit. Okay. We'll talk, we'll talk about it when it, when it happens. Uh, we then get a symbiosis vignette. I thought it was awesome. Oh, I love uh, this. Also, T-bone. how, sorry, go on, go on. I was going to say T-Bone and Primate uh, kind of doubting the direction they're going. Hmm. And Eddie Dennis like whispering their ear about like a Brazilian writer. I wonder how many takes it took because having Eddie Dennis whisper in your ear like that must be really off-putting and really funny and really fucking ticklish because he was literally in their ear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he said he basically says uh, when when drawing an arrow, you have to pull back to launch the heart of your enemies, which is like, oh, that's good. And then he's like sort of skulking behind the, the like fence as they're like ready for war. Yeah. Um, and then we see a trucker driving. What the fuck was this? Driving through. Right. That wasn't, that didn't look like England to me. No. Nah. I, reckon. It, I mean, it was, but it didn't look like it. I, I was just really confused. I didn't it, know what the like fuck a, was going like on. Like a road and like the fucking mountains in America somewhere. I have to go um, back and watch it. And we see um, a man bear pig sighting. Uh, I, I 
and like he, he, he like gets out the truck, he sees like all like fair on the floor, and then you see like I, I, I think wild boar. Yeah, I just about to say, I just had a thought, is well, it wild boar? Because he was injured, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but then just bring him back to symbiosis. Yeah. Give another faction. There we go. We've got three three-man factions. Yeah. Um, and then subculture come back, and then we've got four factions. But yeah, wild boar running through the woods. Uh, I'd say wild boar is man bear pig. Um, man bear pig. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I uh, literally only just thought that because it confused the fuck out of me. Well, I saw it and I was like, the only person that can be is Wild Boar, surely. Mm. Unless there's somebody like... A debut and someone else. Yeah, but but as I say, it feels like a winding down, so who else would it be? Mm. Um, yeah, it was very, very well shot, though. It was shot like... It yeah, was like, nice. As I say, it didn't look like it was in the UK. It looked like it was like in America somewhere. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what, what becomes of that. Um. We then see um, Sharon, Mark Coffey having a run-in. It's pretty, pretty nothing thing. Just basically Shar saying he can go alone, whereas Mark Coffey needs a fame. Um, <laughs> the part I found most amusing about this is when Shar walked off and he just went, East! Yeah. <laughs> Didn't bark it, just like really like petulant, like, East! <laughs> yeah. Um, and they asked why he was there as well. Like, he's already been in the episode. Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, I'm a bookie. I've got to check my odds. <laughs> <laughs> Top shagger. Shout Samuels. Um, we then get um, Dee Familia walking to the back. A kid's waiting and he confronts them. And he says he thought Dempsey was better than that. Dempsey like goes, maybe I am. Um, I, I So my theory is, I think that they're, they're going to kind of try and trick a kids into thinking that obviously because this whole thing is I'm helping people now hmm. trying to trick a kids into thinking that he can mentor Charlie Dempsey and then they just beat the piss out of and him and then they just murder him <laughs> and then he joins the eye I, I would I'd be alright I mean it, it's weird because he feels bigger than that but yeah I'd also be okay with it if he did that but he goes in and usurps Tower Man and he becomes the de facto what if what if a kid's yeah. the eye? I thought that. Like a, like a swerve. Like, um, what was I thinking of? Now you see me. Where it turns out that it's actually Mark Ruffalo that's controlling the whole thing. Even though he's the one chasing them. I haven't seen Now You See Me. Huh? I haven't seen Now You See Me. Oh, well, there's the plot twist. Oh, thanks, mate. Well, come on, mate. It's been out for fucking years. Mate, you fucking hadn't seen Mean Girls when it had been out for 15 years until the other week. Yeah, mean Girls is bang average to calm down. And also, mean it wasn't girl. the other week. It was about six months ago now. Don't worry about it. Don't you worry about it. Mean, mean Girls is a masterpiece. Should have won all the Oscars. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Mo- so you modern, think... The modern day Citizen King. Wow. Uh, <laughs> You've been huffing paint again. I don't huff paint, mate. That's Aaron. <laughs> So this is why you think about this whole showing shades of Dempsey sort of turning as it feels a bit early, but you think it could be playing into something like a trap, maybe. Yeah, I feel like it's either lulling Aker into a false sense of security that he thinks he's like one Dempsey over, or it's it's gonna be that like Aker's revealed as like the leader. Right. And then maybe they kick Dempsey out and Aker's like the 
the leader. It's a good shout. There's a couple of ways you can go with it. Um, yeah. It's intriguing. That's the main thing. It's it's holding my interest. Yes. Uh, next, we got Casual Dad, Andy Shepard in the ring, interviewing Makeup Desamora. Uh, they show a video package from a NXT title run. Uh, he gives her flowers and then lights go out and I'll go on Saturday doing spooky. So it was weird because they, they went from it being like a in-ring segment to like a cinematic segment. Yeah, it, was, I, I, it looked fucking nonsense. It was like it was lagging. Like they just changed the frame rate of how they filmed it. So it was yeah. really jumpy and jerky. Yeah. Um, I thought it looked rubbish. I didn't think I, it I did anything. This really... Um, yeah, uh, Isla does spoofy bollocks, says the NXT UK women's title is a final trophy. Then Randos kicks Mako and steals her flowers and then eats one, because why not? Right. Why, much like Nathan Frazier, why is Isla Dawn now suddenly a contender? She's been on a bit of a tear, to be fair. Has she? She yeah, just picked up some wins. She beat me. She beat Millie. She's just been stealing people's shit and doing yeah. weird stuff. You, you beat Millie, you get you get a title shot against Mako. That's how it works. Right. Okay. I see. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I think it's because because of our continued gripe with this. Like, what are you doing with her character? Yeah. How, either- why are we meant to invest and suddenly like she's got this title opportunity like i'm all for people getting opportunities but like this sort of coming out of left field for someone that has just been booked really weirdly for months and months on end i, I actually didn't think this was out of left field i thought it made sense to a degree mm. um fair enough yeah then we get sam gradwell shouting in the mirror that he's a baldy baldy man um <laughs> <laughs> because you know he had like literally like a little dollop of fucking hair on the front my son my son's upset because he doesn't know where daddy's mohawk I was like it wasn't a mohawk mate it was a fucking it was a little quiff calm you fucking chill your fucking bean <laughs> you yogurt <laughs> yeah you fucking yogurt um, yeah I mean uh, hopefully this is gradual taking a bit more of a serious turn I feel like it is Again, it's someone who can then be established as like he's got a history with Ilya. He could be established as like Ilya's next challenge. Yeah, yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, speaking of Ilya, he accepts Nathan Fraser's challenge. Um, as we said before, he says Fraser isn't ready. Uh, he kind of goes, "Oh yeah, I had to win a twenty-man battle royal, and then I still didn't win the belt, and then I had to I was come there back." For that. No, it was the uh, when they filmed it in Coventry. Yeah, because he was meant to face Walter at. Takeover Dublin. There wasn't a takeover Dublin. No, I know there wasn't because I had fucking tickets, you fud. Did you? You've never mentioned it. Have I not? No, you never bring that up. I um, had tickets for Takeover Dublin. Didn't happen. I was booing. Ringside tickets as well, don't you know? It's just fucking news to me. Wow. Oh my. God. You start paying more attention, don't you, lad? <laughs> 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 so um yeah Ilya says uh says he didn't he he did that and he still didn't win he had to go like reevaluate and like he kind of says like this this isn't like Fraser's not gonna win the title this is the start of his journey though. Mm. 
which I, I do like the idea of like Fraser calling out Ilya, getting the thinking he's ready, but he's yeah, not. think thinking he's ready, and then he's gonna just get absolutely humbled, and then when he comes back, he's gonna be like a more well-rounded yeah challenger for Ilya. I think that's if, what they're going for. If that's how they're doing it, I'm fine with it. That's mm. cool. That's that's what I get. Like as I say, like the the very. A, a lot of the time, they're, they're all about kind of, oh, yeah, you have your first your first challenge and then it comes back around to the second one where it mm. actually, I feel like that this is the case for Fraser. Um, so, yeah, next week we've got Ilya vs. Fraser, um, Shah vs. Mark Coffey, Pretty Deadly vs. Pretty Deadly. Um, and then we go to the main events, the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter versus Mustache Mountain. Um, first of all, that that gear. Ooh. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like yeah. a sort of mint green and white and grey and oh, it was mate. like it was blue on it. It was like is it blue? It I like, thought it was like a sort of minty like green color. The the knee pads were, but like the actual like oh, gear was, what I was thinking. It was like pastel blue with like a sort of like. Almost, almost like white with like a blue hue. It was beautiful. Oh, it was gorgeous gear. Really, um, really nice. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So start the match. Uh, lots of chain wrestling from Baton Carter. Um. Tyler gets the upper hand, hand and Mustache Mountain double team Carter. Uh, there, there was a cool little uh, kind of narrative they were running here where Smith and Carter were almost so overzealous that they were messing up. Like the normal yeah. double team offense, like mm. Carter kind of goes for like something and he fucks it, and then he goes to leapfrog over Carter, doesn't he? And he trips. Yeah, so Smith goes to and he like yeah, and he like face plants, and then there was where Carter goes for like the springboard that normally doesn't. Tyler calls him and like dumped mm. them on his head. Like they were uh, they were too cocky. Yeah, I wouldn't say cocky. I'd say overzealous. Mm. Like they they seemed. They seemed like a, a lot more, as I say, like they, they seemed like a lot more like we've, we've got to like kind of strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Um, like the confidence got the better of them almost. Yeah. Or more, more the eagerness, I think. Yeah, that's the word. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, Smith and Smith and Bate uh, exchanged strikes, which was a running theme as well throughout the match. <laughs> Knocking lumps out of one another. Um, Smith made the bait with a clothesline at one point. And mm, uh, as I say, off. yeah, Carter goes for like the springboard, bait reverse into the airplane spin. Um, Carter manages to fight out. He has, he has Tyler like under control. He sees Trent about to try and interfere, which was another kind of little wrinkle to this match. Because mm-hmm. that Trent was very like, by any means necessary, I'm going yeah. to win this match. More um, later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Carter just takes Trent out, but then because he he was distracted by the fact that Trent was trying to get in the ring, and he took him out. Then Tyler um, takes control, and uh, yeah, a little bit more control from Mustache Mountain. Uh, Smith and Carter hit that really cool silly string DDT they do. Yeah. Um, Smith block as like a back and forth with Trent a bit later on. Blocks a seven star lariat. Trent just chops him across the throat. <laughs> <laughs> and then like wipes him out with a seven star and then hits em- Emerald Frozen for a two count um, Mustache Mountain isolates Smith and he fights them off and 
hits what I can only describe as a blue murder bomb. Um, <laughs> Just on, kept uh, going round and round, didn't he? <laughs> mate, like, I thought Tyler was going to go through the mat when he hit that. <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> drove him down. Um <laughs> And then Carter comes in and just fucking PKs Tyler in the face. <laughs> and then hits an assistant moonsault for two. Um, Carter then takes Trent out on the floor. Smith hits a top uh, top rope rough rider where literally... Mate, fucking hell. The distance he got from that... It was ridiculous. Like two-thirds of the way over the ring. Yeah, because when he when he jumped, I was like, what the fuck's he doing? And then when he I landed... Thought he was out, go- I thought he was going for a drop kick initially. Or something. Yeah, yeah. And when he landed, I was like, Jesus, what? That's insane. Yeah, man. That's some I'll be fucking watching that, nodding in approval. Um, <laughs> yeah, he hits a top rope rough rider on bait. Uh, they hit the doomsday cutter. Trent barely breaks it up. Barely. Mm. Um, we then have all four men, like, trading blows in the middle of the ring. Trent takes Carter and himself out with, a, like, a cactus clothesline. Um, both guys eat shit on that landing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bait and Smith are trading blow blows. Uh, Bait hits the Liger kick. Bottom bang. Uh, one, two. Smith puts his foot on the rope, but before the referee can see it, Trent knocks the foot off. It's just like he was sprinting past, and as he went past, he just knocked it off and kept going. Yeah. Um, I think we're getting the start of a mustache mountain heel thing. Yeah. Um, or the, the start of maybe a Trent heel turn because he's willing to keep it by any means necessary and that's what maybe breaks them up. Because yet, Tyler, Tyler's I, too pure to go heel, but Trent Tyler, wants to keep the belt. Tyler's got the whole like sort of like... Zen. Zen bollocks going on. Hmm. Whereas Trent's like, no. Also, um, again, a, a lot of a lot of like stuff where like when when he did the last week when he did the video package of them talking about it and Trent mm. kept going this is my I, I mean our championship yeah um, and he's been doing they've been building that for months where Trent Fucking like ages keeps like saying it's about him mm. and not about them um, yeah and then having to correct himself I, I think that it seems like they're going down the same route they did with uh, Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan, mm. where it's like, oh, we're gonna get fucking Tyler retire Trent, probably. Oh, oh, I, it's a shame because like there's so many teams like I want to see Mustache Mountain wrestle. Mm. There's Me a too. lot of teams. There's a lot of teams like outside of WWE. I want to see them wrestle. Yeah, um, which I don't think we'll get. Because I think I do think Trent's like winding down a bit. Yeah. Well, then he's only like just turning forty, isn't he? Yeah, he's not all that old, and he's he's still fucking great in the ring. Like, yeah. As I say, he's one of the best storytellers that NXT UK has. But well, that the WWE have. Yeah, uh, um, he's forty-one in August. Well, I mean. Cesaro's 41. He's exactly. just 41's no age. He's just he's just got out and now he's like the one with exciting fucking free agents on the fucking market. Yeah. Your stupid face, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> um yeah, I I I mean it's as I say, it's one of them. Like there's so many teams I want to see Mustache Mountain wrestle. Hmm. 
I don't think we will because I feel like Tyler's probably like Tyler's probably set for life with WWE, isn't he? Even though he's not the right size. Mm. Uh, that, oh, that guy, as soon as fucking Vince lays eyes on him, he'll be like, no, he's never going to be a star. Nah. Ugh. Just release all of NXT UK and let them go elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> them go wrestle fucking good people. Um, but yeah, that was uh, a very intriguing... I, I was legit sat here furious at Trent Seven. I audibly gasped when it happened. I shouted, Trent, you bastard, because I was <laughs> I was fully invested on the fucking Smith and Carter hype train. I've wanted them to be yeah. NXT tag champs for the longest time. As I say, my opinion, they should have the throne pretty deadly because they had the history with them. Mm. They've now got the they've now got inter- interestingly got like that intertwined history where Mustache Mountain beat them to become number one contenders. Um, barely. And mm. it, they even said it was down to interfer- outside interference that they lost to Mustache Mountain. Yeah. Um, and obviously they've had this match. I, I think I think down the line, <clears throat> Smith and Carter are going to be the team to the throw Mustache Mountain. Yeah. I feel like they're going to, the story they're going to go with now is that Smith and Carter are basically going to Tyler. Look, look he, he cheated to to keep the belts. We had you in the bag, yeah, which they did, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm it's it, this is probably like my favorite feud going on in NXT UK at the moment. Definitely, that doubt. It's very good. But that was that was NXT UK. Uh, I think I know what your highs and lows are, but what were they? Do you? I. I'm gonna guess your lows Isle of Dawn and your highs the the tag title much. You're you're right in my low being Isle of Dawn. Oh, uh, yeah. Come on, fuck. Who am I kidding? Of course it was my <laughs> high. <laughs> if there were a couple of moments where it felt not sloppy, but there was some slight like kind of miscommunications. Yeah, but yeah. I felt. I felt they were by design, as I say. Like, well, it, that was the other thing I was going to say. The, like, the after first... having spoken to you about it, it feels more like, well, was that part of of Smith and Carter's story throughout? Mm. Was that they were a little bit? I felt, I felt the the narrative they were running was that Smith and Carter were overzealous because they knew they could beat Mustache Mountain and they had the victory in the bag. Yeah, yeah, they had the victory in the bag so many times that they they were like, right, with this, this is our time. This is when we're going to do it. Mm. Um, and as I say, like the the, it was down to, even on commentary they were like, oh yeah, Mustache Mountain have got Smith and Carter really well scouted here, and also, um, as well like, them saying, oh yeah, um, like Smith and Carter are a bit bit too like, bit 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 too like over eager, they they making mistakes because of it. Um, I feel like it it did come across as sloppy at first, but then as when it had happened a few times, I was like. I think that's just kind of part of the narrative mm. of the match. Mm. Like that they're as I say, they're overzealous, they're, they're a bit too keen. Um they're they're putting themselves in a, into a position where they they're they're like kind of eagerness to shut, sort of like shut the match down is gonna cost them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What were yours? Uh, same with same, yeah. Isle of Dawn, spoopy bollocks, just bored of it. Um, 
And yeah, that that tag match was tremendous. Yeah, as as is the case whenever they do a, any kind of title match in NXT UK, it always kind of steals the show. Mm. Like that's one that's one thing that's really like as annoying as it is. We've not got like an NXT UK takeover for fucking ages now. Um, one thing that is really cool is the fact that whenever there is a title match, it feels like a takeover match. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you love to see it. You do. Um, just before we finish, a quick question. And I was, I was thinking about this just off the back of what we were saying earlier on about this kind of um, bringing people in from other promotions and, and organisations and stuff like that. Of the current kind of independent scene as it is, like if you had to pull mm. a few names out to so say... Uh, like a couple of men's stars, women's tag teams from that aren't currently signed to WWE. Who would mm. they be? Um, I mean, the obvious one's Karen Noir, isn't it? Yeah. Karen Noir is like ridiculous. Um, Spike Trevay. Yeah, that would be absolutely one of my picks. Shreddy. Um, who else? Oh fuck! Those those um fucking man like the Reese. Yeah, that was also on mine. Absolutely, man yeah, like the man like the Reese. Like what a guy! Uh, tag team Sunshine Machine. They were fucking banging when we saw them today. Like like costume for me would be an absolute and get. Smoking aces as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoking aces were banging. Like that. That's the thing. Like you could literally even like some of the younger guys. Like that that four way we saw the progress last week. The uh, Danny Black. Um, just Joe Lando, uh, oh, Cal, yeah. Cal Newman, and oh, fuck, what was the other guy? Maverick Mayhew. Yeah. Um, any of those guys would do a fucking mm-hmm. job. It's only the fact that they weren't like the biggest guys that maybe, maybe yeah. they struggle. Uh, well, who else? There's, there's so many fucking people, like good names. I'd love them, to but... see Lizzie Evo in there. Oh, uh, Lizzie absolutely should be in. Like, it's it's fucking criminal that they haven't like yeah got something for her there because she's like she's more compelling than some of the um some of the talent they've got on the books mm. already. Kanji'd be a really good get. I'd love Kanji's to see her there. Tremendous. Um, Tawanga. Tawanga, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking banging. Gia Adams is awesome. Yeah. Um, who else we got? Alexis Falcon's got, a shout. Alexis Falcon is a shout. Lan, more Lan Roston. Yes. Yeah. The 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 user, but the user is kind of like a job, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, like she Lan Roston's character works fucking brilliant. Like she's so funny. Mm. Um, she's such an asshole when she wants to be. She can be a really good. Player. <laughs> she is. She's brilliant. <laughs> she's just gen genuinely a funny person as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she Lana would be awesome. Yeah. I don't know, the, the, like the the UK scene at the moment, like even like all of Northwest Strong, they're all fucking really good. Yeah, man. Um, That'd be cool to see them coming just as a faction. Like, yeah. Um, just descend on like wrestling. Um, Charles Crowley and Elijah as well. Oh, Charles Crowley, fucking yes, man. Charles Crowley and money. Kings of the North. Kings, I'm surprised Kings of the North haven't shown up already. But they're part of ICW, aren't they? And TNT. Yeah. No, but what I mean is, is in terms of working relationships, like ICW oh, and WWE. Yeah. 
yeah. Until yeah. until um until they lose those TNT titles to a uh, Jody Fleischman man like the Reese. <laughs> That's got to happen. Come on, man! Yeah. Like, the, come on, man! Like the Reese. <laughs> um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's so many. For anyone who's not British, who doesn't have a clue what we're talking about right now, like just look up pro- a lot of these names. All of them. There's, there's progress shows on on the ne- the WWE Network or Peacock. Just go watch, go watch them. Uh, yeah. On there, there's also Demand Progress, which is Progress's streaming service. There's Powered 4 TV, where you can watch TNT shows. And I think some other shows as well. Um, there's there's, a, there's like an embarrassment of riches in the UK and DC at the moment of like mm. just, ju- just like hidden gems as well. Like Spike, how Spike Trevay isn't signed to a big company. It's it's fucking criminal. Baffling. Yeah. Um, because he's. He's brilliant at what he does. Yeah. He's, he's got he's like a heel who's he's he's kind of like for as I say for any like anyone who's listening who isn't from the UK, Spike Trevay is basically British MJF. Yeah, that's a good shout. That's and yeah. he's he's just like he just knows how to fucking anger an audience. <laughs> top top shit bag, and I love, love it. <laughs> Sweet. I, I've a I had a, pic, a picture of me and Spike. I think it, it's on an old phone, so I don't think it's like don't think it backed up, unfortunately. And literally, it's like me smiling and him just glaring at me, <laughs> but like right up there next to me, like <laughs> great, nice, nice. Okay. Right, that wraps things up for another week or fortnight bumper episode of NXT UK. I think this might just be the format going forward. We just do a. I nice think so because we've got other stuff that we're releasing as well now. So it's it's easier to kind of do this every two weeks and then we can it gives us time to do other stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, uh our ongoing series of free to watch long goes out every Monday and Thursday, six PM on our YouTube channel. And we've also got a new one coming out this week, uh, which will be releasing on Saturday, I believe. Or possibly what? Yeah, no, it will be Saturday. It will be Saturday. Um, We've also got uh, me and Big Tasty interviewing Shreddy on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Um, we've last Thursday just gone. We interviewed Jonathan Gresham, which was mental. Yeah, it was. <laughs> which was insane that we actually got that. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot on the horizon, isn't there? Awful lot to look out for. So yeah, if you don't already, give us a follow on the social media keep up to date with when all of that stuff comes out and be the first to know we're on facebook instagram then youtube at untitled wrestling podcast and we're on twitter twitch and discord at untitled rest pod we'll catch you next time folks all the best now bye bye hello yes danhausen here danhausen has been summoned you must love this podcast housing the untitled wrestling podcast housing <laughs>